Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Welcome back to the Bear Hood Club podcast. As always, I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by my boo, Garrett. Hello. Sorry, I just dropped something. <laughs> and I'm joined by my other boo, Jess. How's it going, boys? It's going well. I mean, how have you guys been this week? Um, <laughs> Not too bad. You know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're tuning in from outside, the UK is still under very tight lockdown. It doesn't look like it's in any end, end in sight, but hey-ho, what can you do about it? Uh, so before we get rolling on what we're doing this week, just the quick plugs out of the way. So if you're looking for us on Facebook and YouTube, it's the Bear Hug Club podcast. It's the Bear Hug Club on yeah, Bear Hug Club pod on Instagram and Bear Hug Club on Twitter. Um, so this week we're going to basically be doing kind of a, in a sense, a two-parter with next week's one where we're going to be getting into the Royal Rumble frenzy of things. So we're going to be doing a bit of discussion about the Royal Rumble in general this week. Uh, before we do that, though, obviously last week we launched our Fantasy Wrestling League. So we're, it's something we're going to come back to throughout the year. It's not going to be necessarily a, always a weekly update, but we figured we'd give it to the first week. We'll just see how things are off to. So... How have your rosters been faring for the first week, boys? Uh, not bad. Not great. Um, I realise um, that my sort of New Japan picks won't really pay off until we get to a sort of G1 or like um, like tag league type situation. Yeah. But but not bad. I I, I hope. I'm gonna see what you guys say. Because if you guys are like, if you guys are like, oh yeah, no, I've got twenty five points. I'm gonna go, okay. Uh. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, JS, how how's yours doing so far? Not very well. One of my picks have already lost the tag titles. Ah uh, yes, I saw so the Street Profits. Uh, yeah, that was kind of already like a lost big their tag hit. titles first week. <laughs> first week minus what is it? Minus three points. Minus three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is that minus? Is that minus three for the title loss, and then also for the loss minus two? No, no, so it'll just be the minus three for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a bit cruel, basically, being like, well, that's minus three and another minus two for the loss. If, if they're a title winner, just the minus three. That's fine. Um, and then Charlotte lost on Raw, so there's another... <laughs> See, the thing is with mine, I looking back, I've only got one male wrestler who's on the main roster being Drew, and obviously... Mine's off to a great start with the fact he's got COVID, but it seems like he's going to be fine for the Rumble. Um, so when it comes to weekly TV of WWE, I'm going to be very lacking in points and have to hope pay-per-views pay off big. But I'd say mine's not too bad. I'm sitting on four in total, but I did have a few negative two losses thanks to the likes of Kyle O'Reilly losing at New Year's Evil. So I'd say it's been a mixed bag of a week for the, for the, for the, for the first start of it. <clears throat> No, I'm not yeah, actually I'm doing too bad overall. Are you on four as well, Jay? So, uh, I'm not sure. I will have to check. <laughs> but 
I haven't I... actually been keeping a tally yet. I need to. I need to start to keeping a tally. I'm very yeah, professional. Right. Yeah, I think yes. once once we get to the actual like proper count next year, we'll just go through like um, uh, what's the the database? The, just the wrestling database that keeps track of wins and losses, and we'll literally just go through uh, like all your losses since the day. Um, I think I'm on six. I had one loss. Um, Abaddon lost. Yeah, I was very that, surprised at that one. I thought it was going to change hands. So I was a bit but, surprised uh, yeah. at that. Other than that, I got a, a Shayna win, Big E win, win in quotes for Big E. Uh, SCU won. And I feel like their gimmick of breaking up is just not going to happen for a long time. So we're good. See, I was right. Because I knew it was some, there was some kind of stipulation where they said if they lost the match, they were going to split up. But I think mm-hmm. if, if it is the case, they are looking to split the team. Um, I think you're right. I think we'll still get a decent run out of them this year before that could happen. Or they maybe might just completely backtrack on it. Because I thought with that promo on Dynamite after the match, that was kind of them saying it wasn't going to happen anymore. So maybe we'll have to wait and see if that is still carrying over, possibly after next week's uh, part two. So... I think it was a good first week to start with, though. I mean, it was a ter- it was a terrific week in wrestling. Like, it was really hard to, ki- to catch up with so much shit going on. Like, at the time we recorded last week, I really didn't realize how many big things were happening that week. But it was all terrific stuff. Yeah. Super. Um, so, yeah, moving on to this week. So, this week, yeah, like I mentioned, we're doing essentially... A- it's going to spread it next week, like a discussion of the Royal Rumble. This week, we're just kind of going through our general sort of thoughts, feelings on it, our favorite moments, favorite entrance. Um, and then next week, we're going to be doing our top five picks from matches from the Royal Rumble cards. So I guess like a good question to kind of kick things off is, would you guys class this as being probably your favorite wrestling pay-per-view overall? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. one of them that... Every year, build up to the Rumble, you just—it's just got that buzz about it. Where I know people say, "Oh, it's the start of the road to WrestleMania," but WrestleMania can go fuck itself compared to the Rumble. Yeah, (laughs) it's—it's—it's the beginning of the four-month period where I can actually talk to my normal friends about wrestling, and not to call you guys not normal, but you know exactly what I mean. Uh, the kind of the kind of people that would probably not watch wrestling at all, they'd be like, "Oh, the the Royal Rumble, Rey Mysterio, I know him." Um, <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's we've talked for a very long time. Anytime the Rumble comes close, we're just like you you really can't even have a bad Rumble. It's so difficult to not have some bright spots, whether it's people returning or um, you know set up feuds or who wins or who nearly wins and all of this kind of thing. It's just so difficult to to have a bad showing, and it's it's at least good that they they somewhat use it sparingly. I mean, what was the they did use they did do the greatest Royal Rumble at it's one of the Saudi sad. shows. Yeah, um, but you know, even so, it's still very sparingly. Um, and I, I think what's a, my my favorite thing about the Rumble really is how it sets up the year you know yeah yeah really at this point it's like this is setting up the feuds going forward it can be as simple as um to it like it it, it even basically sets up feuds for the like main event you know it, like and and all of the other shows because it's just as simple as ricochet uh takes out sheamus they fight next week on raw um like 
it's that it's that simple and it works that well you have tag teams go in you have sort of tension between them are they going to throw each other out you have teams forming it's it's so it's such a good storytelling tool and i think for the most part they use it very very well oh absolutely um i think it's my favorite period like uh, like touching on what jay said like i get more excited for this than i do wrestlemania um i think i think you're right in saying that like this four month period is where wwe is probably the most accessible for like casual fans and non-fans so like the royal rumble hooks you in just because of the scope of the match and the style it is so like it's something that everyone can kind of appreciate even if you're not much of a watcher and that bleeds into wrestlemania where it is more aimed as like a big sort of entertainment spectacular like sure it's meant it's like classes wrestling but really they're trying to net as many spare viewers as they can by getting celebrities in and you know getting all sort of like the more recognizable faces back but rumble has always kind of stood head and shoulders with me as like the more interesting one like i remember my first year at uni i got all my friends there who weren't wrestling fans gathered to watch that year's rumble and that was the one where uh it was wrestle it was the one leading at wrestlemania 31 so it was on the back of that Batista's return last year in that rumble that everyone kind of shat over because Brian was in it. That he was in that one and got eliminated. People didn't really like that one, but we still had a good time watching it just because it's the Royal Rumble. You, like there isn't really a bad one you could really point to. I don't think. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think the reason, part of the reason I like it so much as well is uh, I didn't realize this until I saw uh, Cody Rhodes on Inside the Ropes when he was saying uh, CM Punk said to him. Because CM Punk was out before him in the Rumble. And he said, what do you want to do? This is your 90 seconds to get yourself over. And I think it's brilliant whether Pat Patterson intended it to be like that or not. But it's sort of like gives management a way to see 30 superstars at once. See who's over with the crowd. See who needs work. See who can work on the fly. So I think it's just a good thing for the management as well because they can say, oh, right, that guy, that guy got a huge pop. We need to do something with him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's one of those things where it's a vehicle that, like, it's not necessarily the star-making vehicle just for the winner. Essentially, it's it's a big showcase for them to not only set up the year coming, but it also allows them to kind of sort of maybe test what talents they think are going to be, like, the next big stars for that year. So, like... A good example was last year with Keith Lee in the Royal Rumble. So obviously he was still part of NXT, but I think we all kind of knew he'd be getting the call up pretty soon. And obviously he comes out, and the fact that even Lesnar kind of put him over in his own very Brock kind of way, if that makes sense. So from that alone, it kind of helped make Lee kind of a big a big deal to those fans who probably don't watch NXT on a weekly basis. So in that sense, yeah, it's an absolutely great vehicle to kind of get those stars ready for what's to come in the year. Yeah, but uh, again, like Lesnar putting over Keith Lee in his very Lesnar-esque way, probably is at at the time the biggest, uh, as Edge and Christian would say, rocket strap you could get from someone. Mm -hmm. Everyone says it used to be it was The Undertaker. But now I can't really think of anyone else who could have that much swear. Mm, uh, I think someone like a Randy Orton probably could. Well, I'll tell you what then. Uh, you guys, you guys debut on Raw, 
right? <laughs> oh, okay, well, what, 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 am I, what am I saying? We're doing a Rumble episode. You guys come into the Rumble at uh, at 29. Okay. Who is who is the last one in the ring that you beat that's, that's going to give you the, you know, the, the, the biggest rub? I mean, you'd be booed. You'd be booed out the room because they'd be like, "Why are these people? Uh, why are, are why are these? Pricks? Yeah, why are these? Why are these two <laughs> who, Northerners who and one Southerner coming in and like? Yeah, who, who could these, get a hundred views? Who are these pricks and why are they coming out with the same number? Like, this is just unfair. <laughs> um, I don't think. To be well, fair, that'd be that... a good way to get like retribution over. Just have them all just come all out. Come out all come out at number thirty. See, Garrett, we laughed at you when we picked Ali. This is like you know predictions coming for this year's rumble i feel like i feel like if and i think i said this before but if any member of retribution get a win it should count <laughs> towards him yeah i mean no. you, can keep, you can keep thinking that i mean it ain't gonna happen <laughs> well it's the only way it's gonna count as one as, as like one person to be fair i mean i will happily eat my hat if ali wins the rumble this oh 100 percent mustafa yeah. ali is a great one of my favorite matches of the past, like, what, five years, I mean, when did they have it, two years ago now, is um, his match against uh, uh, Murphy, Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a really good one. To be fair, yeah. that, that run of Buddy Murphy's with the Cruiserweight title, like, he, I don't think he had a bad match. No. 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 I mean, he's been amazing for a while. I, it's honestly weird to me that he has got, like, because I remember watching... Um, and sort of being privy to his sort of uh, series with Alistair Black back in NXT. They basically did the house circuit together, but, like, when Alistair was moving up, um, and he, so he just didn't fight anyone else, um, like, back in NXT. And then he came up and, you know, he, he did all right, took the Cruiserweight Championship and then floundered a little bit. Yeah. Then somehow has become the the standout character in in Seth Rollins's story. And Seth Rollins started with uh, like Authors of Pain, and then it was Murphy, and then it was Austin Theory, and then it was just Murphy, and now he's had a kid. Um, we don't talk about Authors of Pain. Uh, <laughs> not there anymore. Um, they're no longer writing books. They're no longer writing books and inflicting hurt. <laughs> Well, go back to Ali. I think WWE missed a trick there with the authors of pain, though. They should have had Mark Henry managing them. Managing I th- them. I think the issue was it was a situation where injuries hampered them as well, and then they just kind of yeah. got stuck in that relegation position of like, well, we don't know what to do with you at the moment because you've been out well, for so long. Well, they they had if you go back in their in their sort of run, they had Paul Ellering as their manager, which they should have. Try to keep for a little bit when they came to the I, roster. I don't know why they ditched that, really. They then had Drake Maverick come in, Rockstar Spud, which Pissed I'm himself. always for. Like he's he's brilliant. Yes. Um agreed. He he makes this you know, he makes the kind of thing work and uh, he's really good at a manager role and he can you know, when you let him he can go. Um and then they just let him flounder for a bit. <laughs> Then they went with, like, yeah, I think, like you say, a few injuries here and there. But when they weren't injured, they weren't used properly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, God, go back to the War Games match with them. And they were uh, teaming with Roderick Strong, right? Yeah, yeah, Roddy. Bloody uh, great. 
It was so good. Like they put Roddy in the in the in their gear and everything. So good. <laughs> I think going back to it, I think the reason Ellering didn't stick around for the main roster is because in NXT, obviously he could, he was mainly just in that one location. I think to go into a full time touring schedule was right. not something he wanted to do, which is why that didn't happen. But that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was such a wasted opportunity. Going back to Ali for a second, because he's a bit of an interesting case in that. Because he seemed to have a rocket attached to him, and it was was it the situation where he was meant to be in that elimination chamber that eventually saw yeah, so Kofi. So yeah, Kofi in a, in a sense probably not obviously not on purpose, kind of stole the rug from out underneath him because it seemed like Ali was on his way for bigger things. I think I don't know if it was necessarily. I don't think that Kofi took Ali's spot. I don't think it was. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not Ali, that, uh, Ali, uh, Ali was winning the chamber and then obviously moving to Mania. I don't think that was the case, but um, just a pure stroke of like you know flash in the pan genius, like going with Kofi. It's very unfortunate that you lose your spot when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Um, I, I mean, giving him a stable and. I don't know if they confirmed that he was the hacker, but he was the hacker. Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> I feel, I don't, have they confirmed that he was, or have they just sort of no, breezed over it? I think they're still trying to add little, you know, winks and nods here. Right. But I, think, I think it's just the foregone conclusion that he was the hacker. They, they, you know, they still think highly of him, and they've given him a stable, uh, even if the stable's losing. Yeah. Um... I'm it's... getting into AEW beef on Twitter. Bad T-Bar. Yeah. <laughs> T- T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. I mean, given the and... names, just never really gave them a chance, to be honest. Should have just brought I mean... them in with the names they had in NXT. Yeah. At least no, because you're, you're, like... you're not supposed to know. Uh, no one knows that it's me. I mean, no uh, uh, female wrestler. <laughs> Nameless female wrestler. With the exact surprise. She's she's like. like, Her mask, like, doesn't cover her mouth. It's just got those, like, tiny bars. So, literally, nothing is covered. Like. (laughs) You look a lot like Keith Lee's wife. She's she's one of the only wrestlers on the roster who's actually wearing a face mask, and it's a a completely sheer one. So, there's nothing. Just everything's getting through. No wonder there's been an outbreak of COVID over there again. Well, that's like Mysterio. His mask, it's backwards. It's covering. All of his fears except his mouth. Yeah. That's going to be a very interesting thing with the Rumble. Because, all right. Yeah, in America was... right now. Yeah. yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, all of the all of the, com- all the companies, mm-hmm. whether they're wrestling or whether they're anything else, all say, because it's the sort of go-to thing, is, you know, we follow strict COVID guidelines um, and we, you know, put everything in place and everyone adheres to the rules. They don't. No. Uh, like, they do not. And and the rules very much will will stretch to like, I mean, you guys have been to bloody supermarkets and 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 they have a two meter rule, right? But then in a lot of places they'll have like little corners of their shop where it's just physically impossible to do so, or like you know the the aisles themselves are thirty centimeters thick, so you really can't do anything. And I can't imagine uh, a, a a working environment like that where you're not sort of bumping elbows with people um, and, and whatnot. I mean, they've only recently done away with the sort of 
makeshift crowd that they had. It's 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 yeah. been such a year of things happening and happening and happening and happening that you really have to remember that a couple of months ago, Vince let in audience members. Vince yeah. let in supposedly close family members, but even then, that's ridiculous, and they shouldn't have been there, um, which obviously led to more outbreaks and, and whatnot. Well, I mean, um, it's already been to the point where everyone was thinking there was going to be fans of this, and I think it has been more or less set in stone now that there isn't going to be, so that's going to make it quite a unique rumble in and of itself. It would have been interesting to see if, I, if they had followed social distancing, how a match at the rumble would work, like the wrestlers got to come out, stay two metres apart, apart and just prod each other with sticks. I don't know. Mm. So the only way I think they can get round it, really, is because potentially you could have 10, 11, 12 people in the ring yeah for sure everyone's yeah. gonna have everyone like the night before is gonna have to have a, to take a test and if it comes that, back you know, positive that's, you're not in the rumble that's yeah. another thing that we just can't like keep we have to hold these people to, accountable for like what they've been doing or not been doing they they were talking wwe acted like they were testing people right they basically said we did all of, the, all of this everything they did like a a, a, a who cares check like a temperature check every yeah. time someone comes in and and i it, pff, come on you know like all 30 of these men will be at one point in the ring and the you know the way that the virus works it doesn't matter if you've just been knocked out if you've been sweating all over that ring you've been sweating all over the ropes or sweating all over the other people it's very likely that a lot of them are going to come out of it if any single one of them has it with it yeah. You know, because it, it wasn't just Drew that just recently had it. It was more than him. Oh, it was, it was yeah, a full-blown outbreak, uh, apparently, wasn't it? Yeah, Nick Jackson's got it from AW. Yep. Which means there's one of my another one of my picks out. <laughs> uh, it's 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 um, a very weird time. Um, like you say, I guess they're going to have to test everyone. Hopefully they do. But then it's they can't police what the wrestlers do in their spare time. I mean, uh, it, this isn't like it's. I don't know. This is a. I suppose this part is a difficult one to talk about. But they took negative one in AEW uh, to Disneyland, right? Uh, like I, I believe this week or last week, mm -hmm. um, and a country like our country, the UK, are doing. So badly, we are the laughing stock of Europe, and our people are dying. Our people are are dead as a cause of bad management by our government. Um, and anyone who disputes that is a fucking moron. Um, but in America, well, ima imagine in the UK if fucking Legoland was open right now. Or like Alton Towers, you know. Right. I imagine if, like, we were holding massive gatherings. If we did Glastonbury right now. Yeah. It, you'd kill thousands practically uh just by like you know uh. anyway disneyland is open and people are going to it wrestlers like to go to disneyland especially because they're all bloody blazed, based in florida that's the only reason you'd bloody blazed in florida <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah but what about freedom Oh no! Okay, you make a fair point. Uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's storm the capital, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's march. Fight for let's our freedom. Let's march on Downing Street. Well, spe speaking of, we're, we're taking we're having, Westminster. Uh, kick. We'll kick Boris out on his ass from number ten. That'd be great. We're having this conversation directly as um, 
the second impeachment hearing is happening. And that'll probably get stormed as well. It's it's just kind of looks scary to be in America right now, not going to lie. <laughs> um, to go off on a very political tangent, um, that's probably, I think, the bigger, bigger risk than COVID right now is the rise of sort of um, uh, nationalism and ultra-nationalism and, and the alt-right. Because for the longest for the longest time, no one's been treating it like a, an actual threat, um, and you know. And when it's been soundtracked by Five Finger Death Punch, you know you've got to be a bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, back to professional wrestling and people that aren't um, aren't sort of contentious. Uh, Jackson Riker is is back with Elias, so you know he's he's back. He's back. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm not surprised that they did like he. It wasn't eventually going to come back, but um, I wonder. I wonder what like his situation is like at the moment because he pissed off nearly the entire locker room with those tweets like back during the Black Lives Matter movement. So I've, I've got. I'm just kind of interested to see what like people's opinions of him are like still at the moment. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the rumble with Elias, or if Elias goes in and he's sort of ringside and helps out. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably at the same time that AJ. Oh, th- there's an obvious. Th- right. Okay. Here we go. Let's do some predict predictions for the spots that are going to happen this rumble. Um, Let's go. Ahead, my yeah. prediction is AJ gets knocked out and he's he's caught by his uh, his uh, his side chick. His uh, his, his, his tool tool man. Amos, I think he's called. Amos, yeah. I think. Yeah. I'll, let's go with Amos. You can edit it out if it's not. Of course. I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be like a recurring, a recurring thing. Just doing whatever he can to keep AJ in the rumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll sort of do like a. They'll probably end up doing what uh, the new day did with Kofi. Kofi ends up on Big E's shoulders. Yeah. Do you think the Kofi spot is dead now? I feel like. I feel I like it's it. been resting. Like it, he didn't do much last year, but the reason for that was because obviously Brock was dominating the first half and at least bled into their story. So that it was, I think, I think it would have been hard just to work in a daft coffee spot when they knew he was going to be out within a few minutes. I think this year this could be where they could go completely mental with it. I mean, they've got no fans. They've got this empty arena full of monitors and stuff. Like I've always said, I would have loved to have seen by some weird circumstance he ends up like at the fucking top of an arena in the nosebleeds and has to kind of work his way down like the floor is lava. Maybe right. this is the year that could happen. I would I would absolutely die a happy man if that happened this year. Yeah, it'd be good. I do like the coffee spots. It's but some of them have been shite. I think like now is stepping the time. on a pile of pancakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the the one where he he sunset flipped um uh, Xavier and he just kind of botched it. His foot hit the floor. It just wasn't really a good spot because it didn't look very sort of visually appealing. Um, do you guys remember the one I'm talking about? He goes over the ropes and he, he does a sunset flip, sort of power bomb onto Xavier, and he's just kind of held there. Ooh, I'm having a think hard I remember time that recalling one. that one. Um, well, can we all agree the best one is when he pogo sticks JBL's chair? Yeah, that's yes, that's 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 the best, the best one. one. What about the the handstand one? Where where do you stand? Do you think that was like legal? I mean, his feet technically didn't touch the floor, but his body is effectively completely outside the ring. I think it's the kind of thing that when it happens, they should have made a point to then make it illegal so that no one can do it again. 
Yeah, like they have to really sort of redefine the rule of being like, okay, well, you're completely outside the ring at this point, so even if your feet didn't touch the floor, you are effectively out the ring and gone, so... Yeah, but you could say the same about uh, when Rusev put him on the barrier instead of just dumping him on the floor like a normal person would. Yeah, but yeah, that was a bit strange. But I, but I mean, with that one, at least, it makes a bit more sense because none of his body actually touched the floor with the hands yeah, that one. You can make the argument that effectively his whole body is touching the floor. It's just that his hands are keeping him propelled upwards. Well, all right, yeah, so... The... the point to say it's both feet... You know, right? Was Zach Gowan ever in a rumble? No, he wasn't. Because <laughs> if he if that. he was, if he was, he'd never be eliminated because two feet can't touch the ground. Yeah, he just has to go out without his prosthetic leg, and he basically aced the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. If you want to, if you want to get ahead in the rumble, cut off a leg. We are not advocating self amputation. <laughs> yes, we are. Please don't try this at home. This is done by trained professionals in a WWE ring. Uh, I think I think it'd be cool to see a Kofi spot again this year. Um, was it, it? It wasn't. It was. It was John Morrison, wasn't it? Who did the whole parkour thing? So he went from the barricade back into the ring, right? I believe so. Is that right? He got yes. knocked off the apron, caught the barrier, then. Well, a few people have done that now. Um, yeah, Naomi's yeah. done that now. I think. Well, Naomi did the whole bridge walk from the announce table, didn't she? And it nearly oh, like, yeah. up. She put the announce table cover down and it nearly capsized and she only just made it back in, I think. See, that's the one thing. For for the amount of times these rumble spots, these like near-miss rumble spots have happened, it mm. very rarely does go wrong. True. Like, there's never been... I think I think the one argument you could make where spots nearly... Well, there's a, there's a few obvious ones which we can kind of get into now. So the whole reason they kind of came up with the um, Shawn Michaels rule was because, like, I don't think that was supposed to go the way it did. So that was their kind of way of basically saying, oh, uh, but, uh, well, only one foot hit the floor, so he wasn't technically eliminated. Um, I'd say the probably the best. Well, I mean, the, the major bottom roll rumble was when John Cena and Batista both went out and hit the floor at the exact same time, because that wasn't supposed which to happen. Which wasn't planned. Which exactly. Was that wasn't supposed to happen. Because I think everyone thought they were doing the Bret Hart Lex Luger thing, which was planned, but then they were like, nope, that was a genuine fuck-up and we can't believe they've managed to both land at and the same Vince, time. Yeah. And then Vince tore his legs. I mean, that that was just the, that was just the best thing. <laughs> I, I imagine watching that live, right? You would be the most confused person in the world watching it going, why the fuck has Vince just decided to sit on the floor? Well, I mean... Oh, Probably a bigger one. Sorry, just me. Sorry, say, we're uh, just sorry. making the, the baby a bottle. No worries, man. Probably a bigger one, I would say. I've just got a splinter in my hand from my desk. Anyway, uh, probably... Because <laughs> uh, it, it, I'm sure there are actually botches that happen quite a lot, people going out when they don't mean to. Um, there was that Austin one. He went out in '96. Um, but wasn't that the one where he, he sneaks back? No, that was '97, isn't it? I believe so. So '97 is the one where he gets eliminated, but they don't see it and he comes back in and he dumps Hart over. So that that I think that was planned. That was supposed to be how that went down. Yeah, yeah. Um, in '96, he was supposed to be part of the final four, and the the ropes were a bit baby oily, so oh, he okay. he went out there. Um, yeah. I mean, you got so you got so many people in the ring at one time that you can just kind of like, you can just kind of say, "Hey, uh, all right, I'm 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 leading now. I'll feed you. I'll feed you. Just you just hit, and then 
we'll, we'll try and get back on track. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those matches where, like, I, I would love to know how they plan everything out, but I think it is literally just the case where they more or less have maybe have the wrestlers kind of decide what they're going to do, and maybe they've got an overall running thing. But for the most part, a lot of them just have to come out, hit a couple of punches and kicks, and then. If you're really lucky, you'll come out and get thrown out straight away, and then, hey, that's an easy payday for you right there, and people are going to remember it. Mm. Like the Bushwhacker... Was it Bushwhacker Luke who marches to the ring, immediately gets chucked out, lands on his feet, and just carries on marching like as if nothing had happened, and just goes to the back. Yeah. (laughs) I think the best one was uh, Santino Morella. Does his little strut to the ring, cane, straight over, one second. (laughs) I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. (laughs) Well, go into that and what what are your, everyone's favourite Royal Rumble eliminations? Mine is Drew probably... Drew Carey. That is a good one. We'll probably get into that in a second. But my favourite one is probably the most fucking brutal one, which is Takamichi Noku from the 2000 Royal Rumble. Have you seen this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, to kind of give you the full thing, so like, him and Funaki were obviously in the tag team Kai and Tai, and they weren't supposed to... They were actually supposed to be in the match, but for like, at repeated points, they keep interfering and getting eliminated. Um... What was probably not meant to be the final time that's supposed to be out there, I think it's The Rock, gets Taka by his head and just fucking yeets him out of over the top rope. And I think Taka oversells it too much because he does basically a flip and just eats shit by going head first into the ground. Mm-hmm. So it looks horrible, but I mean, looked impressive at the time. Yeah, my favorite probably is uh, just because of the catharsis of it. I mean, if you. You really hearken back to, to the day it happened and just yeah. before. We were big on Nakamura and we weren't yet that big on Reigns. Yes, and, uh, we uh, watched yes. this together and yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was brilliant. Yeah, Nak- Nakamura beating Reigns and... I mean, things didn't go that great after the fact. Uh, he just no. hit testicles a lot, but you know, when it happened... Oh, the thought of of Nakamura going for being WWE champion, oh, Jesus! I mean, that was one of the uh, tensest finales ever. Because like there was that uh, there was that element of like, oh my god, Reigns is going to win, but he might not. So I think that was mm. one of the better wins. Sorry, Jace, what were you going to say there? Uh, I was going to say if Nakamura had gone on to win the title, essentially you would have had Mister New Japan taking the t- the WWE title from Mister TNA. Yeah, <laughs> such how's... such a great moment. <laughs> how's how's that for something like that? I mean, it wasn't all bad after that Rumble win. I mean, come on, the double dick kick was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's the kind of thing where I don't really remember those matches because they just didn't. Oh no! Like I'm saying, a lot of it was you know, garbage, but that double dick kick was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, they built true. a whole feud on dick kicks, but then for them to perfectly time racking each other in the dick. That was just perfection right there. Yeah. Well, there's the just, uh, two of the bloody best, you know. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say one of my favourite uh, Royal Rumble moments was in that Royal Rumble that Nakamura won. When you had John Cena, Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio on one Oh, yeah. 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 Reigns, Bala and Nakamura on the other. And yes. You just had the, oh, the, the old guard and the, the young pups just getting ready to... I say young pups. Then, like, <laughs> young pups. That's that's adorable. None, none of them. Are, well, Roman Reigns was there, and he is the big dog. I mean, for this part podcast, it should be young cubs, but there you go. Yeah, young cubs, but Roman Reigns is the dog. He's a damn dog. 
I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, was that the same rumble where uh, Heath comes out and he keeps getting knocked down by all the new entrants? Was that? I think one? so. Yeah. Because that was he, that was a really fun moment. Because that, but he, he gets a massive payoff, and my mind's going blank because he comes in and he eliminates someone quite big. Who was it? Because like for like about a good ten entrance, he keeps getting knocked down, and then he gets in the ring, gets one major elimination for kind of repaying that back. I'm gonna have to look this up now. This is gonna frustrate me. Is that 2017? I do not know. It might have been. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna say. I was that. just thinking back to the 2019 Rumble, mm-hmm. and the. Uh... The uh, Ziggler, Mysterio, Randy Orton against Nia Jax spot. The what one, sorry? Uh, Nia Jax enters the, the Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, um, was that, was that when, after that one, on the following night, she also then fought Ambrose, because that was when he was more or less on his way out of the company as well. There were, there were talks of, uh, them doing, like, a tour of actually having sort of intergender matches, but, uh. Uh, I believe it got called off in the end. They didn't actually have it. Okay, because I remember that because it looked like she again. She was on kind of another big sort of push thing because that was the same year, obviously, where Becky uh, came out. It's last Sheamus who Heath Slater eliminated. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, because that was the thing. Yeah, he gets quite a big one. Doesn't doesn't Sheamus? Is that the one where he goes out like instantly? Is that the one where two he seconds? Kind of, two seconds. Was that there faster than Santino Morella? No, that was one second. Yeah, because um, oh, it's a Sheamus rather than just like, I don't know, just knock him down, he kind of takes him into the ring and then Heath just kind of recuperates and just manages to get get him out straight away. That was it. But Becky, then Heath is, you. again, but then Heath is pretty much straight away eliminated by Bray Wyatt. Yeah, well, I mean, at least at least he was in part of like a memorable spot. Mm. Uh, he should have stayed in there a bit longer. I mean, he's got kids. He's got kids. He's got, he's, yeah, he's got he needs kids. to make that money. That double wide trailer that he wants <laughs> to go for his massive truck in above ground pool. <laughs> I tell you what's going to be one of the most certainly memorable Rumble moments is uh, again when you look at the greatest Royal Rumble, it's it was still a fun thing even though it had a lot of questionable elements. But I think the whole night was made with Titus O'Neil. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you could really like plan a botch like 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 that. That was just one of those pure rare moments where it, the stars aligned, and the fact it was just so such a perfect slide, and he goes right under the ring. Oh, I think I don't think I could stop laughing at that for like so long. It was I was in stitches when I first saw that. Yeah, like I feel bad for him because Titus O'Neil's like such a nice guy, but you can't help but laugh. Well, he, t- he took Whoa, it on the chin. <laughs> he took it on the chin. I mean, he, he was because obviously he paid. Literally, that's what hit it. the floor. <laughs> he took reference to it, and I mean, it's it, it was a standout moment. I mean, like the amount of times that was replayed on that show, just because of how funny it was, and you could generally tell the announcers were struggling to keep composure. Like both Michael Cole and Corey Graves sound like they were basically close to wetting themselves with how funny that was. And that's it's probably the... one of the only moments from any Saudi show that they will ever talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it was very dangerous as well because, I mean, it, it was luckily not a, a, a an LED board one. It was just a, a little 
a little curtain one. Yeah. Um, if if there was like a, a something to actually hit, that would have absolutely killed. He had so much speed going into that. Oh yeah, like he had strong momentum. Like if if there was been like a support bar in the middle, because he more or less got it in the middle, I think that would have been not as a fun sort of scenario, but. The way it's happened now, it's kind of one of those botches that'll kind of live on in infamy now, and I suppose at least that's something to be remembered for. So I suppose, and I think he'll look on the bright side of that and always lean into the fact that that he does see the funny side. It's not something that sort of upsets or sours him. He's willing to pay sort of reference that. Do you think though, if it happened to anyone like say John Cena or Roman Reigns, it would have got the same kind of replay value over and over again as compared to someone like Titus O'Neil? No, it would have been no. I, I think it's I think it's just more down to like the character, you know. I think because they don't really they don't mind if Titus can can do a comedy character. Yeah. Uh, I think if it was a Reigns, they probably would have would have very like very quick the second he stumbled they would have cut the camera away because that's I, not what they want for the character. I feel like if they couldn't, they would have still leaned into it a little bit. Like, I think they would have. It would be something impossible to ignore. So, he would have still got a couple of replays, but I don't think it would have been on the scale as Titus, if that makes sense. Like, it would it would be something they'd acknowledge at the time, but then they would just try and kind of keep hidden for the years to come, like, never acknowledge it on future programming. Mm. Whereas the Titus one, you could see, like, a couple of years from now, it'll still be getting replayed as, like, funny rumble moments. So. I think one thing I love about the Rumble is you never know who's going to show up in it. So have you guys got any kind of favourite surprise entrance that made an appearance? Edge. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, Actually, still Edge, fresh in the mind. Edge, both times. Well, yeah, the that's year the he won it twice. The year he won it was fantastic. And last year's. Last year's was incredible. I, I think it was kind of somewhat spoiled. Like it seemed like it was kind of it was going to happen, but it still didn't kind of dampen when he came out like that. That has got to be one of the best pop reactions ever. And even me and the people I was watching it with jumped up and screamed at the TV because of how good that was. Yeah, um, Cena coming back from injury months early. Was that 08? Yeah, that was that was the first uh, time we'd seen Super Cena. Yeah. yeah. Proven he is not a normal man. Mm. I really like Roman coming out uh, in between numbers twenty-seven and thirty. That's I really like that. That's a surprise. <laughs> um, I really like the one from the two thousand one Rumble where it's the honky tonk man, and it's not him actually getting into fight because it's just Kane in the ring who's been on a fucking tear and he comes out and he's he's like ah oh, people want me to sing my song so he starts getting into it and then Kane just grabs the guitar and completely demolishes him and just yeets him over the top rope. Anything else, lads, on that one? It's kind of it's kind of hard think about, about a good it's, it's... surprise. Well, here's here's a good fit. Here's a good question. So, um. As we're this, obviously we're going to have the bonus points for pay-per-views, and I've already come up with quite a lot for the Rumble. One I was toying with is we all get a chance to name maybe three surprise entrants that could appear in like both the men and the women's, and then that's going to get you some points. So who do you think might oh, turn up Oh, the women's is going to be easy. Women's is easy because they always rely on, like, pretty much half of the Rumble is surprise returns, just to bolster up yeah. those numbers. So it's that not even one... surprise returns, it's like... Kelly Kelly, Trish Stratus, late uh, Michelle McCool. Yeah, that's well, easy points. in these unprecedented times, um, 
I don't know if they'll do that kind of thing. I say that, I mean, they just brought Goldberg back again. But I th- No, I think they will, because obviously that legend. I, I mean, one of my picks of the men's was going to be Carlito, purely because he was obviously meant to be on that Raw Legends night, and he turned it down. Right. Well, they announced them before actually checking with him, and he said, I'm not going to come if it's just for cameo, but he would be interested in doing something where he actually got a wrestle. Maybe in that same conversation, they might have offered him that spot, and it could be like how... When MVP returned last year, he maybe comes back again and has a bit more of another run with the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Carlito would probably be a good shout. Um, as long as he does not spit apples in people's faces. I mean, that's that's his thing, though, James. Nah, he's got he's got to do that. I'm afraid. <laughs> that's what he was known for, man. <laughs> they've got to, they've got to record it beforehand and have it like have like the fiend stand in dummy <laughs> to just take in it. There's just a very obvious cut, and then there's just a very obvious dummy, and then it cuts again, and now the person's reacting to it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think I think uh, the fiend might be a surprise entrant. Yeah, I mean, oh, how long it's been? I suppose he is technically dead. If he doesn't come back as a charred corpse, I'm going to be very upset. But he's spooky and magical. <laughs> um. He's I the bet name, he's... Mr. Spooky. <laughs> I, I, for one of my picks, I bet he's had enough time off, enough time changing uh, his his kid's diaper. Uh, I'm gonna go Seth Rollins. How long's it been now since he's been off TV? Longer than we think. I, I think he's been off for a few months. Yeah, because it doesn't feel was like it... it was that long. Was it Maybe just I'm before T? It was just that... what was the last pay per view before TLC? Survivor Series. Yeah. Was, was it just I before that? Ju- it was just after Survivor Series. Was it? He went out, went out, went out early in the Survivor Series match, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not been too long then. It's only been about maybe a solid month and a bit. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, a month and some change maybe. I mean, how long? Coming did... up two months. Yeah. How long did I mean, Jace? How long did you get off as a, as paternity leave? Huh? Two weeks. There you go. I think I think he's only gonna he's he's he has to get back to work so that he's he can feed his family. He needs to provide. Jess, you need to have a word with your bosses, man. Seth Rollins gets two months. Well, I'm suppose I suppose he can he can sort of say he's a millionaire. I don't think I can say that. Not not without being a big fat liar. Put it this way, he probably makes more money in a month than we'll ever see in a lifetime. He probably makes more money in a day. Yeah. <laughs> than we learn in, like, like, ten years. He'd make more money if you just showed up in the Rumble, then got eliminated straight away, than we would see in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he, hasn't he got something like the fourth highest paid contract? I have no idea. I don't usually follow the contracts unless it's announced that, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's gotten this. Because I know I know Matt Riddle turned um, has possibly turned down a four hundred grand contract because he's meant to be re-signing and a lot of things are pointing to he hasn't, which is why he's been on a bit of a up and down roller coaster with booking the last few weeks. Which is a shame. I, I, I quite like the way they go with with Matt Riddle. Oh, me too. Like I was hoping good things, but then the fact he lost to Lashley and tapped out to him in about two minutes on Raw this week of recording. Isn't kind of a good sign. Which one have you picked, Riddle, by the way, for the league? Was it 
You. It was me. It was you, Garrett. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. What he? I swear he he won against. Fucking. Hold on. Hang on. I think uh, uh, I think I think Riddle could be a could be a a dark horse in this year's Rumble. What I Riddle? Mean, he can definitely he can he's definitely got the the stamina to go to be the Iron Man. Yeah, this this Monday he uh, defeated MVP via DQ, I guess. But you know, yeah, wins a win. Yeah, wins a win. There you go. I mean, but he did lose to Lashley. Uh, well. Wait, no. Was it this week he lost to Lashley, or was that last week? That was last sh- week, I believe. Oh. Or the week before. Oh, well, either way. I mean, yeah, no, I think... wait. <laughs> I'm, sure he had, he had, I'm sure he had two matches. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Wasn't he it this did. Week? He, had two, he had two matches this week where he defeated MVP via DQ and submitted to Bobby Lashley, apparently. I think... Oh, 50-50 was... booking. Wait. I mean, because that was the thing with this week with Drew getting covid Rumor was that the oh, had... hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Um, as of as of those matches that he's just had, he's had nine pay per view matches, and Matt Riddle currently has four twenty matches. Okay, he ha- he has to retire now. That's it. He's done. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's, he's, done. he's had four four twenty matches. That's why he's not resigning. That's why he's not resigning. He's like, right, four twenty. I'm done. We've actually cut, we've actually got to the bottom of it. Problem yep. solved, lads. See, bringing you, bringing you all the major scoops here on the Bear Hook Club podcast. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to post that on the on the Instagram and the Facebook then. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 contact Riddle. Let him know. I'll be like, I'm on to you. We're on to you, yeah. Riddle. <laughs> I think I agree with you, Jason. Ask him to come be... on the podcast. Yeah, now that he's retired. You know, that's just like put the, yeah. put the feelers out. You know. Uh, I, I do agree with you though, Jason. If, if he is in the Rumble this year, I could see uh, he would be perfect for the Iron Man spot. Like, obviously, not probably going to win, but put him in early and have him like a solid run with that. He's kind of like the perfect person for that, based on his stamina and the stuff he was kind of known for. Um, what is everyone's sort of picks for this year's like the win? I think we've gone over it a couple of times the last few months, but um, maybe this is like the time to kind of try and see who we could think might actually win it. I, I keep hearing conflicting things. Some yeah. stuff I've seen that makes sense. Like one of the things I've seen, I doubt it's going to happen, but was uh, the Miz is going to cash in. Okay. Against McIntyre. Um, yeah. Yeah. After he's had the match with Goldberg. Going to WrestleMania as WWE champion, but John Morrison's going to win the Rumble. So Miz and Morrison, that's that, uh, that's that's something I've heard people like saying. No one credible, just like internet rumors. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know because I mean Morrison's not exactly been in the best spot since coming back. I mean, he's, he he was immediately everyone was like, oh well, Morrison's coming back. You know, he's been doing major stuff in other companies, and he's just been kind of put straight back with the Miz in that weird sort of spot again. But I'd, I think I'd be people quite could probably say that him. about McIntyre. Uh, true. I mean, if you went into last year's Rumble, he was only just starting to get his momentum back. So I think that's why it was yeah. a little bit of a surprise when he won. I think. I think. I think. I mean, the fact he got the, that amazing elimination on Lesnar maybe sort of point towards that he was going to be the guy that year. But yeah, it was still. It was still like I remember talking to people. And we were still. We were happy he won, but we were a bit shocked because at that point he would only just come out with the thing with like Ziggler, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the thing was Shane. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I suppose I know. I mean, the, the name I've heard recently is Daniel Bryan, which you have in your roster, don't you, Jess? I do. You do. I've heard it's possibly going to be Bryan and Reigns at Mania. So I'd, I'd probably say he's my favourite at the moment to win, but... Uh, oh, oh, I mean... I'll I'll be I'll be trying to root against him if it means you're going to score major points, but at the same time, I think Brian deserves the Rumble win after like so many years of people wanting him to be the winner of a Rumble. So maybe this is his year. But see, I, I think if the rumors I've... are true that he's going to retire, or he's that he's he's looking to retire, not in not the immediate future, but into the in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the last thing he needs to purely cement his legacy not that it's not already cemented but he's done everything world championships he's headlined wrestlemania he's won elimination chambers he's a money in the bank winner money in the bank Mm -hmm. and the only thing he needs now is the rumble yeah my my thinking is i don't think he cares too much about racking up accolades right i think he cares more about the legacy of it. And I think he, to me, is more of a Kofi um, in in that he... Drew winning the Rumble is great, you know. Um, like, you've got your ticket punch. You don't really... You basically don't need to do any more matches until you get to Mania. I feel like Daniel Bryan won't win the Rumble if he's going to fight um, Roman because when you tell a Daniel Bryan story you tell an under underdog struggle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be more like Daniel Bryan has a like three-month-long feud with Roman, um, like, leading up, uh, leading up to it. Okay. See, yeah, I, see that. I think they might do a thing like they did with Rey Mysterio. Because originally Rey Mysterio lost that WrestleMania match to Randy Orton. But then they made it a triple threat with Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle. I can see them doing something like that. Like Reigns is just beating him down, beating him down, trying to get him to agree to have a match with someone for that WrestleMania title shot, probably Jey Uso. And then just that carries on going and again you get get that underdog side of it because it's the numbers game and even if they do the triple threat with Jay like you can do it again you can do it like the when he won when he won at Wrestlemania 30 is uh is Jimmy back yet no Uh, not that I've seen I think he's been like I think he's been on TV but I don't think he's ready to get back in the ring yet I think he's there just for the fact of building that still but he can't actually wrestle yet Right. I mean, because if, if they were there, I'd have them, like, eliminate Brian. You know, I, I'd... That's that's what you do. You That's what I'd do, anyway. Um, is I would have them eliminate Brian after after they've already been eliminated by him. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. they, they come back in and they, they, they make sure he's thrown out. They distract and they do all of this. And you, you tell the story of... Um, Roman Reigns isn't afraid of every, anyone at all, right? Yeah. Apart from a Daniel Bryan. You tell that story where it's like, why why at every turn are the Usos and 
you know, people associated with Roman Reigns thwarting um, Daniel Bryan. That's what I do. I do. I do. I do. Why is Roman Reigns afraid of Daniel Bryan? And then you show them why. Yeah, I think the the, the both kind of scenarios that could definitely work. I I think that the issue I've got with this year's Rumble coming up is. I like a rumble where it, it is generally unpredictable who's going to win, and it, it does feel like this this year. But at the same time, I honestly can't pick out many names that I could see as being potential winners, especially with how WWE's booking has been probably like the most inconsistent this past year for a lot of people. Like so many people have had a quick push and then immediately been stopped and are no longer even featured at points. So I'm a bit kind of unsure about what potential names could come up. Because I don't think I think Keith Lee is definitely going to be a future star, but I don't see him winning this year because it's still too soon. I think whoever wins, I believe, is going to face uh, Drew, and 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 who is going to face Drew? They haven't done anything yet with it, but like, eventually he's going to f- maybe feud with Sheamus properly again or something like that. I don't I don't want Sheamus. Well, I wouldn't mind Sheamus winning in the grand scheme, I guess, but. I don't think that's the smartest booking now. No. Um, I, just on a, on an aside, has Roman Reigns ever tapped out? Uh, not to my knowledge, I don't think. I don't think he's tapped out. Cool. He might have done. Now that's a good I can't story. Think of a time. Then there you go, right? That that's what he's afraid of, right? You get to the WrestleMania match, you have the referee get knocked down or distracted by the Usos or knocked down by the Usos. You have Roman for the first time ever which I assume is the first time ever, because I don't remember him tapping, or if he has tapped, they very much don't talk about it. Um, you have him tap to Brian while the referee's out, and then you have him win. Yeah, I could I could buy that. That's definitely a good setup. Yeah, it's great, it's great because you, you sort of legitim- you legitify Brian, which doesn't really need to be done, but you also... Um, you just tell a, a decent story. You, you, keep, you keep Ryan's heel even further... Basically, uh, WWE Creative, just hire me so that I can work there for the for a good three months of of wage before you fire me. Once again, well, that's all the contracts are. Club for three booking. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I, I agree with that, especially because because of uh, Roman's match with McIntyre at Survivor Series, couldn't get it done on his own, had to resort to interference from Jit. Mm-hmm. So he can continue that thing that he can beat on his own. Now he can beat the all these mid carders. Like I don't think his match at the Rumble's gonna be competitive at all. With uh, Adam Pierce. But he's good he beats all these mid carders, upper mid carders, but when he's facing genuine main eventers well, he can't the... get it done anymore. With the Adam Pearce thing, I've heard word apparently that isn't going to be the finalised match for it. Apparently, may, um, it's possibly going to lead into Kevin Owens getting that spot. Um, I think him him getting put in that spot last week was just kind of a red herring. I think they're going to maybe kind of rectify that this week. Although, isn't no, I, Owens supposed to be injured, though? Yeah. Mm. I think with, the thing with Adam Pearce, though, is he is a genuine five-time NWA champion. Oh yeah, so he's got the pedigree, but like, usually in those kind of things, WWE wants to ignore that fact. Like they'll they'll have Reigns basically demolish him if if it does go ahead, unless they do it in a way of I can't remember his name. There was a referee in TNA who was 
brought in as a wrestler, where they say, right, here's the story, you're going to be a referee. And you're just going to keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and then you're going to snap. So everyone thought, but no one had heard of this guy, but he's a, he was a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. So unless they do that, they've brought him in as like this on-screen personality, and then he's going to have this have this match with Reigns, and it's going to be competitive. Yeah, no, he's going to win. It's going to be uh, it's going to be five minutes. It'll be, uh, yeah, it'll if, be a squash. If, I think. if Pierce, if I, I hope he gets in some some offense, but I don't think it's going to be very long. Um, like I I know he's he's been a champion in in a lot of other places. One of his last matches. Uh, was against Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, from what I vaguely uh, recall. Okay. Um, a long time ago, young Adam Page. Like, like a while back then. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, like you say, WWE don't care what you've done in other places. They don't care if you were the king of strong style who won a fan vote to be in the main event over the, 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 the heavyweight title. They don't care if you were uh, the, the king of TNA... They don't care if uh, they don't care, and I don't no, think they care no. that Adam Pearce, you know, has a history and everything. They'll they will maybe. Well, it depends what they want. If they want him to wrestle again, maybe they'll give him a bit of offense. But I don't think they really do. I don't know. Nah, I I think I'm with you, Garrett. I think if it, if it is going to be Adam versus Reigns, it's going to basically be. Uh, a, a squash match essentially like just gonna, it's just going to be a way of building up more heat on Reigns by the fact that he's made this authority figure win there win the match to say he's got an easy victory but he's going to be methodical and he's just going to absolutely dismantle him and it's just going to help build more onto the heat he already has mm. yeah so it should be interesting to see what the outcome from this year's Rumble is going to be I, I think like I say I like that it's unpredictable but I'm also a bit skeptical about who could win but i think that's going to make it quite interesting to watch what i think could be quite interesting is if we pick uh what we would essentially be uh our mount rushmore of rumble entrance i think one of the most obvious choices that i think would typically appear on all of them should be stone cold given that he's the only free time winner so he's got Mm -hmm. that record i don't i mean i don't could you see anyone ever potentially beating that record um well, at the minute, who is, who's the two-time winners that we've got at the minute? Shawn Michaels. Triple H. Shawn Michaels. I will find a list. Triple uh, H, Randy, Cena. Hulk Hogan, but I doubt he's going to come back. <laughs> never say never. Never. Well, I'd be... I, I, bringing Goldberg back is one thing, but I'd be very questionable of WWE's choice if they want to bring Hogan back. So yeah, uh, the only two-time Rumble winners are Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Hulk Hogan, uh, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, and yeah, it ends with Steve Austin with the three. So they're the ones that have got the most uh, duplicate wins. So out of them, the only one I can see tying Austin would be Cena. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. I mean, I think Cena is obviously going to be gone from WWE for quite a while now. He's essentially taken the rock route of things i think he's going to be gone from the company for a fair bit now his hollywood career's taken off but i could i could see a batiste the moment where give it a couple of years he, he makes a return for a rumble and possibly wins it whether that goes down whether that goes down well who's to say but that's probably the only name i could see there i think with steve austin it was just one of those things where it was just because of like 
how hot he was at the time. I mean, the 97 Rumble obviously was in controversy because he, he was eliminated but then snuck back in to win. So he didn't headline that year's Mania because it, it eventually got switched around. The 98 one was when he was basically reaching his peak and then that kind of carried on to 2001 because that's when he just came back off his neck surgery. So I think it was just one of those rare moments where things aligned perfectly and it was, it made a lot of sense. I'd, I'd see it being a hard choice for them to try and maybe get another free-time winner and I don't necessarily think they should. I think that's just one of those things Austin has that helps cement his legacy for who he was. Yeah, I think maybe the only person I could see who could do that who has only won one Rumble might be Seth. Yeah, potentially. I'm thinking possibly Reigns. I mean, he's already got one under his belt, and now that he's really taken off with his heel character... I mean, eventually this heel thing's going to lead to him being a babyface, and he'll be over with the crowd with, as a babyface. Potentially, I could see him maybe getting another... Definitely probably the second Rumble win. And I, I possibly the third, a third one. I, I could definitely see at least two Rumble wins in Reigns' career for sure. Yeah, yeah. Reigns is definitely going to win at least one more Rumble. Yeah, and 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 this time WWE will be hoping that the fans will cheer that win. And I mean, if if uh, with the things are going on forward, then it's deservedly won in that sense. Um, but yeah, going back, so yeah, Mount Rushmore. So obviously, I'd say Steve Austin has to be on there. Any potential names you want to throw out there? Um. When you look at the Mount Rushmore, you know, what do you go for? I like to get, like, a well-rounded, you know. I, th- I My personal would be, for the most wins, mm-hmm. is Steve Austin. Steve Austin. I, th- I think that's the thing. Like, Make it like I think parents. everyone would have Steve Austin. I'd have Steve Austin. I, like, I, I want to throw a Kofi out there, just for the fact he's one of the most entertaining entrants. Sure. Again, yeah. because of, like, his ways of escaping elimination. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I... we'll ever see anyone doing that kind of thing again. Sure, I'd say Kofi, and then I'd also say Kane. I would say Kane as well. So here's Kane. the thing: so Kane had the record of most eliminations for the longest time, and now I think Braun has it because of the greatest Royal Rumble. But I, th- I think Kane's obviously the more memorable one for that because that tear he went on the 2001 Rumble was like a well-fought one as well. So I'd say Kane. I'd put Kane on there. I think he's got the okay. most Rumble appearances as well. As well, I think. Yeah, I think it's 19. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. So he's. he's I think that those two things alone should make him go on there. I think, but uh, but Kane's record was broken. By Reigns, it was so it was broken by Reigns, and then, then it was broken. That was broken by Strowman. Well, Kane was eleven, I think. Reigns was twelve, and then Strowman went to thirteen. Yeah, and it was only again because it was the greatest Royal Rumble, so they had more bodies to make that happen. Um, was it? Was it the year? So Reigns did it, and then was it the following year? It was Kane and Big Show would kind of like. Because they were they went on a ten the rumble afterwards of trying to like and then the announcers brought to the attention of like Kane lost his record the following year. I'm sure there was something there where they were trying to like match it again. I, I can't. I think that was the case. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I think that was one of the more forgettable rumbles. Anyway, yeah, I, I'd put Kane on there just for the fact he's been in the most, and even though his record is broken, the fact he held it for it was what like eleven, twelve years. That's like commendable in of itself. Yeah, I'm going to throw out uh, Shawn um, Michaels. Yeah, uh, Mike, Michaels too. Makes sense. Two-time winner, back-to-back winner, and then he's been in the final. He was in the final two with The Undertaker. He was the first to win it from be... position number one as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many people um, did um, uh, Lesnar eliminate last year? 13. Was that 13 as well? 
Ooh, it wasn't that a question on the quiz? It was a question on the quiz. Oh, oh I should well, understand. A quiz that I was not <laughs> so invited to. So he's actually eliminated the most people then? Um, in a single? The say, I think it's what uh, match. A, thir- a, thir- a single 30 man. Yeah, like a traditional. I will, yeah, run. I mean, eliminating 13 people in a 30 man and eliminating 13 people in a 50 man are very different. Yeah, exactly. After, like the Great Royal Rumble, it's going to be interesting to see how much they ever really draw back to that. I think the only thing that ever gets mentioned about it now is the fact that Strowman won it and he won that horrific green belt. That's like, I mean, who the fuck knows what happened to that? Did he win a belt and a trophy? Different times, I think. No, I'm sure I that was the same won... thing. Was it the same thing? I'm sure it was. Was it not that he Big won trophy with a sword. the greatest Royal Rumble, but the same year he'd won the Andre the Giant mm, Battle no. Royal? No, no, it, because it was an actual... It, was, it wasn't It was the Andre trophy, it was a trophy with swords on it and stuff. Yeah. I wish it was the same thing, because the belt was meant to be the greatest Royal Rumble belt or something, wasn't it? But it had like all the sort of... like colors and images that represent saudi that's saudi arabia so it was a weird belt either way mm-hmm. mm, i'd say yeah so that's pretty solid i mean austin kingston kane and michaels makes a lot of sense especially because My- michaels also had some probably the most standout mania moments like that last showdown with undertaker in 2008 i think it was that was really good um even even stuff like when he was like uh, what, it was the year uh, he eventually went in the feud of Chris Jericho and he kind of made a big thing of being like, I'm going to enter at number one again and win. But then Jericho set a trap for him, which caused him to get eliminated straight away. So, yeah, I think Michael's for sure. Uh, any other names you want to throw out there? Uh, I'm going to throw out The Undertaker. I, I, I think Undertaker's good. Um, he just doesn't always stand out massively for Rumble stuff. I don't, I mean, he's obviously got that one Rumble win under his belt. He's got the one Rumble win, but then uh, I can't remember the year, but there was a year he came out. It was during the American Badass times, and he just tore the place up and then got eliminated by Maven. Yeah, let's put Maven on there. That was like one of the best eliminations ever. It's got to be one of the, one of the biggest upset eliminations ever. Oh, 100%. Probably the biggest upset elimination ever. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but just for for the amount of uh, rumbles he's been in, I think... And he's always had high elimination numbers. He's always done well, for sure. Um, I, just, the, I can just never really think of too many standout moments of him being in the rumble, even though he has been in quite a few. Um... The only, the only moment that does stand out in my head is obviously when Maven he, like drop kicks him over the top rope, but maybe I'm forgetting a few things. Mm, I think I think the four we've got is pretty solid. I can't honest. I'm drawing a blank on who else could potentially be on there. Yeah, yeah. Mick Foley. I mean, Mick Mick Foley. Just for, just for the three faces of Foley. I was going to say. That's one of my favorite things. I, I love it when he talks about. I think it was on WWE's Countdown show, and he was like. My son asked me, have you ever been in a Royal Rumble? And he said, not only was I in one, I was in the same one three times. And his son went, and you still couldn't win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a pretty solid Mount Rushmore. Uh, listeners at home, let us know who you'd probably put on there. Um, I think a good way to kind of close it out then is, what would you say is kind of you've been, what was your favourite Royal Rumble win of all time? Um, mine... 
I was a big Rey Mysterio fan. I was uh, just about to say Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I, it, just for the sake of being different, I'll, I'll probably stick with my Nakamura one because I, I didn't when I was a kid. I, I watched that one, um, by my lonesome, uh, the Mysterio one, um, but Nakamura was with with friends and it was, it was like, one of the last big, uh, reactions we had at a at a wrestling show. I was gonna say, I mean, that was like one of the. Oh, that that wouldn't have been the last year I got the Rochester Rumble with you in London. I think the last one was the year when Becky won the women's, if I'm right. Yes, yeah. I think that was the last one, yeah. I'm just having a quick look now. I'm trying to uh, refresh my mind on past winners. Um, uh, Jace, do you have one? Uh, mine would be uh, Remis- the year Rey Mysterio won. Yeah, I think just that's cause, a fair uh, Obviously, I, I don't think anyone... Of our age, at that time, what was it? Two thousand seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand and six, two thousand six. I don't yeah. think anyone our age at that time wasn't a fan of Rey Mysterio, and obviously I have him coming out at number two. Play up the fact that Eddie, you got one, o- you got another one over on me, paying homage to Eddie throughout the match, and really, it should have been. Uh, Chavo mm-hmm. but Chavo was not nearly as over as Ray but get yeah, yeah. Ray's win it was feel good um, he had the little reunion of uh, Mysterio and RVD and then you had the re- reunion of uh, Randy and Triple H Just at the, and at the end you thought oh no Ray's going out Randy's going to win and then Head scissors over the top. Mysterio's won the rumble. Yeah, just, yeah. Just pure feel good moment. Yeah, I mean that's what the rumble's all about. It it, it is that launch pad, and you can never fully expect who's gonna win. I'd I'd say if it wasn't Ray, a, a one that could have possibly had done that, and obviously this would have been down to if history had been a lot different, would have obviously been Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I mean, obviously we all know what he did, and obviously it was it was a very dark thing. But I mean. When you look back at that, he was like the people's choice of wrestler who they want to see in that main event picture. And then he was the guy who went from being the second person to win it from number one as well. And it bled in perfectly. Obviously, as history tells us, we can never really kind of dwell on that and say overall that's what we would pick. But I think that would have been a close second. I, I think I'm probably with you guys, though. I'd probably say Rey Mysterio is probably one of the best overall winners ever just because of like what that led into for him. So, yeah, absolutely. Super. So I think that'll kind of wrap things there. Any other kind of points you want to make on the Rumble, gentlemen? Well, don't everyone speak at once? I know, right? Come on. Uh, no, I, I think that I think that wraps it up. I think I think we've done quite well there. It was just a nice little rambling about the Rumble there. I think next week, uh, as mentioned, we're going to be kind of doing a second part of this where we can kind of actually do a bit more discussion about matches. So we're going to do. Each of our top five favorite matches from a Rumble card, and then we're also going to pick our overall favorite Royal Rumble match itself. Um, let us know uh, before then, though, in the comments, like what you think your favorite match in the Rumble are, what your favorite moments are, who would be on your Mount Rushmore, who your favorite eliminations were, anything Rumble worthy as we lead up to it. 
if you want to do that, you can do it via our Facebook and YouTube at the Bear Hug Club Podcast and Bear Hug Club Pod on Instagram and Bear Hug Club on Twitter. Uh, so I think that'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks for joining us, and I'll catch you later. See you. Bye. Bye. Awesome. <laughs>